I'm Will McHenry, the program associate of Honoris Eurasia, and with us today is Judy Twigg, a professor of political science at Virginia Commonwealth University. Judy, thank you so much for joining me for this Ponars podcast. What are the contours of the accelerating HIV AIDS epidemic in Russia? We first saw HIV AIDS come into Russia back in the mid-1990s, and it accelerated in a big way from 1999 through 2001, 2002, mostly confined to injection drug users in Russia largely because of the activities of non-governmental organizations working in HIV AIDS prevention and treatment, uh, financed and provided technical assistance by international partners. We saw the epidemic recede a bit for about the next 10 years, but boy, over the last six or seven years, it has re-accelerated uh, to, to an alarming degree. HIV AIDS is under control in every other region of the world. Eastern Europe is the only place where it's continuing to rise, and Russia is overwhelmingly responsible for that growth in Eastern Europe. What strategies is the Russian government pursuing to address this epidemic? Globally, dealing with HIV AIDS is a two-pronged strategy, and the global community, I don't want to overstate the success, but the global community is feeling relatively good about getting the HIV AIDS epidemic around the world under control uh, through these two strategies. One is treatment. Uh, there are antiretroviral medications that someone who is positive for HIV can take, and if they adhere to that course of medication, uh, their lives can be prolonged indefinitely. Their life expectancy can be the same as someone without HIV. The key thing about that antiretroviral treatment is that it also brings the load of the HIV virus in someone's blood down to zero so that they do not transmit the virus through any means. Uh, that's a remarkable prevention strategy, and that takes us into the second element of, of dealing with the epidemic, which is prevention. Uh, we prevent through treatment, but we also need to engage in primary prevention. And so all around the world, there are education, behavior change programs, getting people to understand how to practice safe sex getting people to engage in harm reduction, things like needle and syringe exchange, uh, opioid agonist therapy, drugs like methadone that help people uh, manage addiction and, uh, and escape from addiction. Those prevention and treatment strategies are incredibly important globally. In Russia, they're doing exactly all the wrong things in both of those areas. So in treatment, they have about a third of the people who are HIV positive in the country on treatment. That's a step forward from where Russia was just a few years ago, but they're not devoting nearly enough resources to the problem. And where there is enough money for treatment, they don't have administrative mechanisms in place that get the treatment resources out to the people who need it the most. And that takes us into the main problem, which is one of HIV prevention. People who are most vulnerable to HIV, um, who are most at uh, risk of spreading HIV around the world, tend to be members of vulnerable groups. They are men who have sex with men, gay men. They are sex workers. They are people who inject drugs. Everywhere, there are marginalized groups. They are people whose behavior or whose very identity is criminalized in many societies around the world. Uh, that is true in Russia in spades. And where many societies around the world have become more enlightened, have become more tolerant, have, for the sake of public health, for the sake of saving lives, changed their attitude toward many of these groups. In Russia, the whole slate of policies that's in place to deal with HIV is punitive to these groups and damaging to their chances to uh, prevent HIV and to treat it if they have become HIV positive. So first of all, the legislation against NGOs and the whole uh, 
slate of attitudes towards civil society means that that whole international community that was working with Russian civil society uh, 10, 15 years ago is gone now. So that foreign money, um, even more importantly, that foreign technical assistance is gone. Russian civil society dealing with HIV has shrunk from hundreds of organizations working bravely and effectively uh, 10, 15 years ago down to just a couple of dozen now. And of those couple of dozen, just about all of them are on the foreign agents list or on the undesirable organizations list. Uh, they can't operate in, in any way effectively. Russia also deals with drug addiction in a way that is completely counterproductive. It treats drug addiction as a criminal justice rather than a public health matter, which means that addicts have virtually no access to world-class standards of treatment, and most importantly, substitution therapy, methadone, is illegal. Russia is obstinately, staunchly opposed to legalizing methadone. It cuts off virtually every reasonable attitude for addicts to be humanely and successfully treated so that they're not vulnerable to their addiction and not vulnerable to HIV infection. Finally, why should Russia's HIV situation be of concern to the United States? Well, Beyond just the humanitarian reason, um, viruses and bacteria don't respect international borders. And so as Russia, for example, engages in inconsistent and incomplete treatment for people who are HIV positive, they run the risk of breeding drug-resistant virus that can spread beyond the country's borders. HIV coexists in a syndemic with other infectious disease like tuberculosis, hepatitis C, addiction. Um, those things have the potential to spread beyond international borders. Um, most importantly, many of these counterproductive policies that Russia is staunchly pursuing, the opposition to needle and syringe exchange, the uh, refusal to legalize methadone, those are all part, um, in fact, they're a very important part of the broader Kremlin propaganda strategy against the West. And so homosexuality, drug use, they're all painted as incursions from Western culture um, against Russian senses of morality and, and decency. And so when we think about the broader political relationships between Russia and the West, we can see that HIV has become just a tool in the Russian anti-Western propaganda arsenal. And so that uh, blends public health and politics in very fundamental ways. Fascinating, Judy. Thank you so much for joining me for this Ponars podcast. Thanks. My pleasure.